Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Have you ever felt like you've tried everything to heal from the pain of sexual abuse, and yet nothing seems to really be helping? Well, one of the reasons why most people struggle to break free from the pain of past child abuse is because the techniques out there are positioned as a one-size-fits-all answer. What I want you to know is that there are actually three distinct phases on the path to recovery. And I'd love to share with you about these phases, what issues you must resolve to move to the next phase, and what kinds of support you'll need in order to move forward as quickly and completely as possible. The road to recovery is much easier when you know what stage you're in and what to do next. So don't hesitate. Go to www.rachelgrantcoaching.com slash checklist and get your nine-page guide today. Now, on to our show. Welcome everyone to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm Rachel Grant, and for those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007, and am the author of Beyond Surviving, The Final Stage of Recovery from Sexual Abuse. Now, today, I'm very excited to have with us again, Anthony Mossberg, who is going to be sharing with us about some of the ups and downs that he's had in his life, both personally and professionally, and how he's moved forward despite the difficulties while focusing on his future. And one thing that we're really going to be paying attention to and talking about today is anger and kind of how we find anger and free anger and deal with anger and express anger. And and even because Anthony is an amazing singer songwriter we're going to talk about how creativity and music can help us process those sorts of feelings especially anger so you're going to be in for a real treat today because not only is Anthony here to talk with us we're also going to be listening to some of his music and getting a little bit of insight into his creativity to tell you a little more about Anthony, he has awards in three genres. He has four original CDs, one cover CD, and four original singles to his credit. His music is powerful, passionate, and purposeful. What Anthony shares through his songs is interpreted different ways by his fans, of course, but one thing they are certain to find in his work is a depth that is rare in most music today. 
So Anthony, I'm so excited to have you here with us today and to get to have this conversation and explore this topic with you. So how have you been doing? How have things been going? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Uh, thanks for letting me be on here again. And uh, I just appreciate you uh, taking the time. And I've been doing well, staying busy, um, traveling, writing, recording, all that fun stuff. How are you? Yeah, life is good. Um, we're celebrating um, another year of the podcast, right? Awesome. I think this is the, the end of our fourth year of the Beyond Surviving podcast, and yeah, I'm coming up to my 12th year um, as a sexual abuse recovery coach. So life is happening, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all know? good stuff. All good, yeah. Tracking along. Absolutely. So I want to start off today by asking you to just tell us a little bit about some of the occasions, both personally and professionally, that you've had to deal with your own anger. This is kind of our theme for the day and, and what we're really going to be unpacking is anger and, and our own journeys with that. And what are some of the things that you've learned along the way as far as how to be with anger in some healthy ways? Right. Um, I've, I've, Everyone deals with anger, um, but I've dealt with it through, um, I, I use songwriting a lot. I think that's why people are able to connect to some of my music better is because I try to be very honest and um, transparent with my, I use songwriting as a, almost a vent for me, a release uh, if I'm dealing with something. So um, personally, I've had issues that, that I've um, gone on to write songs about. Um, my relationship with my dad has been um, interesting to say the, to, le to say the least. And um, so I try not to get too personal to where it's calling someone out in songs and things like that. Mm. But I also try to be as honest as possible and um, which can be a fine line because I don't want to put anyone else's um, business out without their permission or anything like that. But at the same point, um, I have to be honest. If I'm going to write songs and be honest about where I am and who I am, then um, I have to be honest in my songwriting as well. Um, otherwise, I feel like I'm not doing my part as a songwriter and so um yeah uh, that, that's been my my main way of dealing with it is just sitting mm -hmm. down writing and being very honest about the situation being very honest about how I feel um and not letting not holding back just letting it out and and saying what I need to say um has become has been a very big um big way for me to deal with it. Absolutely. Can you say a little bit for us about what it was like before you discovered that and discovered how to release that anger? What was life like for you and what did, what kind of role did anger play in your day to day? How did that show up for you? Yeah, um, it was, I would probably consider it as being very frustrating um, because you have all these emotions and these feelings and you don't really know what to do with them or how to handle them. And, and I was uh, when I was really going through a lot of this stuff, I was probably 17, 18, 19. And that was when I started writing songs as well. Um, mm -hmm. And I didn't really know uh, how to do it. I played football for a long time and I would kind of use that as a release because you could take out aggression on stuff and, and you felt better afterwards. But once football was done, um, I didn't have that anymore. And so I would find myself getting very frustrated at times, sometimes overly frustrated for little tiny things. Um, I remember one time um, I was I just got out of high school. I was working in the summer for my mom's work and we were both walking out of the house at the same time. And I had this box of donuts that I was going to eat on the way to work. Mm. And, and I dropped the box of donuts and I went off. Like that was, that was the thing that just pushed me over the limit. Yeah. My mom was just standing there staring at me like, what are you doing? I'm kicking the box. I'm, I'm screaming oh, and yelling. I'm, I'm punching my car. She's like, it's just donuts. It's fine. But in my head, it wasn't just donuts to me. It was yeah. a buildup of all these things that I had no way of getting out. Right. Um, and so once that final, final thing happened, I just, I had to get it all out. And so that's not a healthy way to deal with things. Um, and so it took a little while before I found something that I connected with that mm. allowed me to say what I wanted to say and express things the way I want to express it. Um, without freaking out on a box of donuts. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. I have yeah. many of them myself yeah. that are yeah. along that same line. And I think it's really, you know, it's a place where we can find a lot of compassion for ourselves. You know, right. we grow up in environments where maybe anger wasn't allowed to be expressed, or our anger anyway. Right. We grow up in environments that are very angry, but it's, you know, everybody else gets to be angry but us. 
Right. That's a common experience for survivors, or it's just not safe to express that anger, or we're not taught how to be with those kinds of feelings, then we're stuffing it, right? We're holding right. it back, we're holding it back. So then, yeah, those moments that might seem very little can actually be a huge trigger and just really like, you know, set us off. And, um, and it's just, it's not the donut, of course, but right. it's all right. of these things where we don't feel like we have any place to express. And, you know, one of the things that I talk with my clients a lot about when it comes to anger is how, for me, I think of it as all of the things that go unsaid or unexpressed. Mm-hmm. And so then at these little inopportune moments or in these kind of, you know, what we would think of as maybe wild or strange or disproportionate ways, we express that anger somehow. Right. And so tell us a little bit about the song we're going to listen to here, Tornado, which, mm-hmm. man, you know, that is certainly how I have felt in my life at like being a tornado and almost like right. tearing things up around me because of my anger and um, so talk with us a little bit about that song and how that helped you work through some of those feelings. Yeah, uh, I wrote the song. It's been a few years ago now, but um, so I, I wrote it referencing uh, my relationship with my dad, who I didn't meet him until I was 17 and then uh, met him. And it was really cool at first to see someone who you look like and um, you have a lot of the same characteristics, but yet you've never met before. Um, it was a really fascinating thing for me when I was 17. And then as I got older, um, I started to see, I saw, at first I just saw the good. And then after, once I got started getting older, I started to see a lot of the negative things that I had, he also has as well. And so um, I kind of always look at it as I really want to one day see a tornado in real life. This is just something I've always thought like, but from a safe distance where it doesn't uh-huh. Well, as an Oklahoma girl, we'll, we'll have to yeah. talk about that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen one. I, and I think right. they're, I think they're a beautiful thing mm-hmm. when they're not destroying lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I kind of started to view um, my relationship with my dad that same way as like, uh, yeah. it's really cool to see you, but I also understand how much damage this does to me when we um, hang out and then we don't talk for six months or, right. you know, it's just, I get my hopes up and then it, just gets repeatedly let down for me and so um and so I wanted but then at at the end of the song um it talks about it switches how um the first two verses are about you know um him and then the last one is like I'm just I do the same things like I I, it's hard for me to um be mad when I see so much of the same things in myself um and so that's where the whole song came from and and uh, it's another it's another one where I want to keep it um, like I'll talk about it on here, but um, in the song, I want it to be, if people hear it, they usually think it's a breakup song um, mm. or something like that. I want it to be general enough so that you can take it and apply it to your life. And yeah. it's not so specific that it alienates people. Got it. Awesome. Let's listen to Tornado. Awesome. You've heard everything your hands have ever held. I'll build walls to keep you well. Don't stop no matter what resistance And though you're beautifully swaying I've learned to keep my distance You're just like a tornado touching down You don't stop until you You're like fire and rain, desire and pain. I can't get too close, you never let me go. You're just like a tornado. They tell me time will heal the wounds that you've created, but it's so hard. I've grown scared to try and plant my roots Seems like every time I find my home You decide to come on through Just like 
that I listen to on repeat. <laughs> I really love it. I love yeah, the vibe I appreciate of it. That. And the appreciate expression that, that you find in that song is so yeah. powerful. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about how you've come to know your own truth and become more comfortable in who you are, as well as with the music you write. You know, when we find an outlet for expressing ourselves, I, I think what I've noticed in my own journey is that there's there's at first this real excitement around that, like, okay, finally, like I have some relief. Right. But then there's also sometimes these challenges of really leaning into that, finding our voice, becoming comfortable in that, owning it. Um, and, and I think anger can sometimes be one of those feelings that impairs us from really being connected to right. ourselves. Um, so, you know, what's your experience been like with that? Um, I, I've had to deal with it, it both personally and professionally, um, because growing up, um, I, I kind of tended to, well, especially once I got into like my late teen years, I really wanted to just like fit in with people. And so I would do whatever I needed to do to, um, be like other people and try to, and I can, for me personally, I can only, I could only do that for so long before I just got wore out. And like, this is, this is not me. This is not what I want to do. And so, and the same thing musically, um, it's easy to, especially when you're first getting into music, if you're singing or playing, you, you, you emulate other people's styles. You see someone, you're like, oh, I like that. So you try to sound like them. And then you can only do that for so long before you're like, I don't want to be whoever. I want to be my own thing. And so I had to get to that point, both professionally and personally. And um, it, it, just like you said, it is very freeing at first because you're like, you get to the point in your head where like, I don't have to do anything that I don't want to do like if I don't want to be this like if musically if I don't want to sound like this or if I'm worried I don't have to worry about what someone's going to say about my songs or my songwriting mm. I can just be honest and let it out and um and let go and that's the same thing personally as well to get to a point where you're like I don't need to like yeah there are things I'm working on but I don't need to change myself for other people to accept me or, or enjoy being around me I can just be myself and let the chips fall how they will. And so, um, yeah, I, I try to be, I try to do that. I'm still, that's still a process. Like I'm not going to oh, say that I've got that right. figured out. Um, right. but, um, but yeah, it, it's one of the most freeing things. Um, but it also can come with challenges, especially musically, because, um, if you don't fit into a certain genre, um, 
people have a hard time understanding what you're doing because they're like, oh, well, what genre are you? And I usually say singer-songwriter because I'll have some songs that are more rock or acoustic or country or, or whatever. And and a lot of people just don't don't get that. Um, yeah. And so there's some frustration there. I feel like I would probably be able to be more successful if I just stuck to one genre and like kind of played the game and went, you know, w- w- with what's popular now rather than being what I feel like I'm supposed to be. And so I feel like it's harder, but I feel like it's also more rewarding because mm-hmm. in, the, in the long run, I think um, consistency is of who you are is going to last longer than trends and, and stuff like that. Um, rather, yeah. You know, Cheers like, to that, man. Yeah. I second that, you know, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. And, you know, as you're talking, I hear so many parallels with just the survivor's journey of discovering oneself yeah. coming into a place of being almost like adamant, like this is who I am right. and come what may, I'm going to show up as that. And uh, it can be really scary to take that kind of stand. Right. right. Because right. there are certain losses that can come along when we show up authentically and right. we have that alignment because people do like to box us. Right. They want right. to have a very perfect label that mm-hmm. puts you here. And now we understand everything about you. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> That's not really how we are as humans no. or as artists or, you know, any of that. And so right. when we step a little bit outside of that, um, there are some risks, but a lot of payoffs and rewards. Absolutely. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about the song Crazy, how that, you know, how that came about and how that relates to you really discovering yourself and taking a stand for being who you're going to be. Yeah, Uh, I wrote that one. I I was kind of transitioning from so my first um, two albums I did were in like the contemporary Christian market, um, very Mm -hmm. much in the CCM world. And then I wanted to kind of get out of that because I found myself starting to write songs but I'm like oh I can't release that in this genre or I can't say that in this genre or I can't use this word in this genre and I don't I didn't like that at all Um, I wanted to be able to have complete freedom in what I said and and wrote and felt and wanted to express so I just wanted to go into the singer-songwriter realm because I could do whatever at that point well um, I had already built a following in the in the um, CCM world a little bit and so I knew that if I switched I was going to lose some of that um, I knew that there were, I had right off the bat, I had people messaging me saying that this is a mistake, blah, blah, blah. They weren't going to be able to support me anymore, this and that. And um, it all, it actually felt kind of good to get to a point where I was just like, I don't really care. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, that's yeah. fine. Like, t- you know, that's totally fine. So, but I, I, this, so I wrote the song in the middle of all that. And uh, most of it's kind of a conversation of like, there are a lot of people that want, you to be something, whether most, almost everyone you meet is trying to figure out, figure you out. And so they're going to put you into what they know. And so to get to the, I was trying to get to the point where I was like, I don't really care what you want me to be or think I should be or think I should say or shouldn't say, or if I should have tattoos or not have tattoos, if I should dress a certain way. And I just, I'm tired of caring about that. And if you think that I'm crazy because of all that, I'm absolutely okay with that Mm -hmm. label and um, I'll move forward. Yes. Cheers to that, too. I love that. Awesome. Okay, we're going to take a listen to your song, Crazy. Awesome. I'd be more like you 
anyone can put out a song. Anyone can, which is, which is a great thing. Like it, a lot of people have stuff to say and, but at the same point, it also clutters everything. So there's now anyone who has a computer can basically make a song, put it online mm-hmm. and which can, which can be great. But what is starting to happen is that a lot of people who, um, they can, you can create something online that isn't actually authentic um, just to get, just to get views. So now mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's getting to a point where you don't actually have to be talented. You just have to get attention for whatever reason. So yeah. it doesn't have to be a good song. It doesn't have to be lyrically well. It doesn't have, it can be actually the worse it is sometimes the better for your career, because if you have one song that's really, really stupid, but it gets 5 million views on YouTube mm-hmm. or whatever, then you can build a career off that now. Yeah. And no one will take you seriously, but you have a career. Um, and so I find myself frustrated because I try so hard to be very, very um, authentic in what I do. And so I try to do things the right way and um, the way I write songs and put the time in and everything like that. But then I'll see somebody that made a two minute song about ducks. Oh, man. And oh. they and boom, they have a career within yeah. a week. And yeah. um, which which is not it's not a jealousy thing. It's more of just like a I don't want to let myself get to that point. I don't ever want to go that route. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, I can see why people do because it. I don't want to say it's easier, but um, it's just not a shortcut. I don't know. I just I can't let myself go that way. Even though there are times where I would love to just be able to say screw it, I'm right. just gonna do something stupid that I know will work. Right. But will not be, won't satisfy me at all as an it won't artist. Be in an integrity or in no, not at all. It'd be, it would be a decision based off of just making money, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. money is is a, a helpful tool, but I'd never want to let it be the deciding factor in what I do with my life. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man. It's it's one of those things where you know we have passions and pursuits, and our our culture is set up in a very funny way these days, right, <laughs> you know, right. to reward things that we're thinking, what, why right. are you rewarding that? Right. Um, and then, you know, to kind of not even take into account or into view, uh, you know, it reminds me a little bit of, I don't know if you watch the TV show Empire. I have not watched it, no. It's a, it's all about, you know, this family that is in the music industry and producing mm-hmm. and developing artists and all these things. Um, but it, the, their business gets taken over by this, like they call him like the Sil- Silicon Valley, you know, oh, okay. yes. and he's got all of his like apps and charts and, you know, algorithms right. and re- literally comes in and says, you need to change this song and put in more of these words so mm-hmm. that it will hit on right. the, you know, da, da, da. And I thought this is, not too far off (laughs) probably what's actually going on these you Mm -hmm. know kind of cookie cutter and um you know um just the systems that people are using for creating music that yeah yeah that that's absolutely from my experience that's very much um how it's becoming because radio basically is where all the money is um and so they know what works and what doesn't so mm-hmm. you get the people that are making decisions in that are not songwriters. They're not creatives. They are business people who say, yeah. okay. And I mean, honestly, now to have a music career, like I said before, it's not, a, it's not about talent. It's not about hard work. It's about money. If you can create something, it doesn't have to be good. doesn't have to be, it, all it has to do is bring in money. And then big companies will want to push you because they'll make money as well. And right. they, can, they can have their hand in it. So that's one thing that I think hurts me is because I don't do any of that stuff. Um, and I don't have any desire to, you know, if I had a meeting with a record label and they say, well, we, we like your sound, but we want you to be more like fill in the blank, whoever. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm like, that's the last thing I want to do. And right. I, I feel like it will pay off more because I feel like the, the artists who are unique and stay true to themselves in the long run last. They don't mm-hmm. just pop up one year and they're gone the next. They stand through things and they keep coming out on top because they're being who they are. They're not trying to be somebody else. So. Yeah, I feel that. And, you know, when we think about the journey of healing and discovering ourselves and then being able to stand in that play, people want us to, to concede. Right. You know, people want us to just keep it nice, keep it pretty, do it this way. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of survivors, you know, maybe the um, kind of the parallel experience of what you're describing is when 
um, survivors are told, you know, get over it already. Right. Are you worrying about that? Just, you know, make this nice and pretty for everyone, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, yeah. make it, make it palatable. Right? right. And everything will be okay. So as you sit in that frustration, you know, mm-hmm. a shade of anger, right? Yeah. Yeah. What happened? You, you came up with this song fool's game that mm-hmm. was kind of born out of this. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that song and how that helped you process this frustration and this anger about, you know, all of these obstacles that are standing in the way of, of your particular dream. Right. Well, that, that was the first song I ever wrote where I actually wrote it and kind of just put it in my back pocket. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to release this just because it's different than what I usually do. It's, more angry and um, things like that. And and so I, I had a hard time at first accepting that I was going to put out a song where I was being angry and, and letting that out. Um, but what I found, the more I would play it and just have like be comfortable, getting comfortable with it, the more I really enjoyed that side of it, because that's something I've never really dabbled in before. I've never let that emotion go through song. And really even in, in life, I like in relationships, I, I'm, 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 I like to stay calm in all situ- or try to stay calm in all situations. So usually anger is the one where I'm like, okay, I need to keep this one under control because that's the one that will blow the whole calm thing out of the water. But um, I'm learning how to deal with that in a more healthy way rather than just ignoring it, but mm-hmm. obviously not go clear off the other end and just flip out on everybody. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, so finding that balance in a healthy way. And that's the song fool's game was the first step in that direction of, um, saying that it's okay to be angry and it's okay to release um, feelings, whether they're angry, sad, whatever they are, putting it to paper and putting it to a song and letting people hear it. And I've got a lot of uh, people who connect um, with that song uh, a lot as well. So it's been good for me and hopefully good for others. Absolutely. Let's have a listen. Awesome. Fool's game.
what I really appreciate about this, where we're kind of heading in our conversation, is looking at the obstacles that stop us from expressing anger. And and I'd love you to say a little bit more because at the end of the day, this song "Fool's Game" is powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, I hear it's it's you know I don't want to cathartic can sometimes be the one of those words that people throw around, but it feels right. that way a little bit. Like okay, I just got to get this out. Right. And here it is, and you know your head didn't blow off. Right. And in fact, quite the opposite. It sounds like it was you know a relief. Right. That it helped you move through some of those feelings. But we sometimes have all sorts of beliefs about what's going to happen if we express anger. Right. And we want to shield it and hide it. Like you were saying before the song, oh, I, I need to be the, the nice guy, right? Or I need to be the calm guy. Mm-hmm. What do you recall about, you know, what goes on for you or what has stopped you in the past from expressing anger? What have been some of those fears or beliefs about it? Um, I think the biggest one for me is that I'm always afraid that if I let anger out, I guess maybe too quickly, I'm going to say something or do something that I'm going to regret or say something that I can't get back or something that isn't true. And so I like to take my time like, okay, yes, I'm angry. Um, but saying the, the way my mind works is that if I'm mad at if something makes me angry, I want to make whatever that was hurt more than I'm hurt now because if I'm I'm hurt. I have to retaliate and make it worse for you, which isn't the way to do it. Mm-hmm. So I need to just sit for a little bit and think, okay. And it used to be, I would just sit, hold it all in until I got over it. And then I move on. Mm-hmm. Now it's more of, okay, I'm going to sit, think about this process, this in a, in a real way, not just take my first, okay, my feelings are hurt. That happens. I need to get that out of the way and think about, okay, what really happened? What's an, what's a, healthy response to this because ignoring it is not good but you know flipping out and going crazy on people is not good either so so finding that balance of saying uh, but not being afraid to say if something's bothering me mm-hmm. and not being afraid to write a song about someone who's bothering me you know I didn't I didn't put any names in the song I didn't do anything like that um, I just got what I need to get out and once I once I was done with that song I felt great. Um, and now, <laughs> right? now, honestly, I, I sometimes I'll like, I'll, if I'm writing a song, I'll think about old stuff that has happened that I never really dealt with. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll get in that mindset for a little bit and see if I can't have a song come out of that and, and help me maybe get through it a little bit. Cause I'm sure it's, it's in there. Um, mm. I just pushed it down a lot. So, right. so yeah, I think that would be the big one for me. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah, yeah you know, what, what I really love about what you just shared there is it's almost like this self-trust. Like there's a new level of self-trust that you've gained by allowing yourself to express something that you have otherwise been avoidant around or fearful of. Right. And on the other side of actually expressing it, there's this sense of like, wow, I can actually trust myself with this kind of feeling. Right. And I don't have to like kick the donuts to hell or I don't right. have to like, right. You know, tear things up. Yeah. And in order to express that, I can, and it's not going to have, it doesn't have to go there. Right. And, um, and I think you're right for, a, for a lot of survivors and just, you know, any of us working with anger, there's this feeling that it's so explosive or it's a dangerous feeling. So we don't trust ourselves in right. that feeling and trust that we can cope and manage that and that we won't cause harm to others. And so as we find healthy ways to really actually be with that anger and express that anger and see ourselves doing it in healthy ways and ways that actually serve us, then a lot of that fear and repression can go away and we can have better access to that. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's another thing that I've learned um, musically and just personally is to kind of trust myself more. Um, I found that my body and my mind usually know what they're doing um to to a degree like i Mm. used to just every like initial feeling i would have or um i would just push it away and be like no that that you don't know what you're doing and then over time i've started to realize that like no my body's just dealing with things um naturally and it's not wrong to to feel these way this way it's wrong to ignore it and not say something or not let it out in some healthy form so, yeah, that's what I've learned. Uh, did you all hear that? I hope you all heard that. <laughs> that was like a preach moment. Preach, Anthony. So important. So important. If you didn't hear it, rewind the podcast, listen to it again. So good. Now, I know you're just a creative soul, and so you have music, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
coming forward all of the time and yeah. you have a new single mm -hmm. um, about damn time yes. <laughs> and I'm super excited about this new song for you. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about that, how that came into being and, and what it means to you. Yeah, it's, it's another kind of, um, it's one of the more creative songs for me. It's not something that I necessarily, oh, I like to write a lot of songs out of personal experience. This one was more taking personal experience, but painting it in different pictures to where it's more, it's more of a story rather than just something that actually happened to me. So, um, you know, I wanted to take experiences that people deal with that at the time seem like they're not good things. Um, for example, the, the two in the, in the song is that uh, a girlfriend leaves and, and then the second one is getting fired from your job. And so both, you know, this is a whole nother topic, but I, a lot of people view breakups as like really negative things. But in my, in my view, they're actually good things. Um, it's two people that weren't good together. And so it's ending. That's a, that's a, that's a good thing. Right. Um, and then uh, same thing with a job. Okay. Yes. Financially, it's going to be hard for a little while, but probably very, I bet very highly that before too long, you're going to be better off at a better job doing something that you're happier with. Um, and same thing with the relationship. You'll probably be with someone who you're not excited to get out of the relationship with down the road or she's not excited to get out of it. And so, um, but at the same point, I did it in a little bit of an angry way of saying, you know, okay, these bad things happen. Well, it's about damn time. I'm, I'm ready. If, if they wouldn't have done this, I might've never gotten up and done it myself. So this is the little kick that I needed to, to move forward. And, and so, yeah, that's where the song came out of. I've had so many of those moments and it's yeah. tough when we're in the pain of an experience sometimes to recognize that. But that's what I love about this song is it helps us see that even when we're in the midst of something painful. You know, yeah. I think back to uh, the 10 years that I spent in a relationship, three years of that um, married. And that was one of those relationships where we shouldn't have been together past yep. the first month. And right, here we are right. 10 years later. Right. And when he asked me, you know, he didn't really ask me when he said, I want a divorce. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's that. I remember clinging to that relationship, Anthony. Right. It was like I kept I was fighting for it. Right. Which now when I look back on it is like cuckoo crazy, yeah. but in the moment, I just, I, there were so many fears and so many insecurities and I don't know what's going to happen and, and, you know, better the devil, you know, than the devil, you don't and all of these right. things um, and feeling so wounded and hurt and how is my life ever going to be okay? But now I'm like, whoo, thank right. goodness. Right. Yeah. And um, I certainly think that the work that I do today would not exist if I were still in that relationship, because it right. was really right after that relationship when I was sitting in my new apartment with nothing yeah. and that I had a real like, oh, shit moment. Right. <laughs> you right. know? And it was that moment where I said, OK, I've got to do something different. Yeah. And um, and so. I love this song. I just love it, love it, love it, love it. Thank and I know you all listening are going to love it too. So let's check it out. About Damn Time. Thank you. 
so good. Thank you. What's it like when you listen to your own music, Anthony? Um, I mean, I've I've gotten very used to it. It was weird at first. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're not used to hearing yourself back, you sound different uh, at first. So it's, it's weird. I know a lot of people when they first hear themselves back, whether it's on a phone message or whatever, they don't like it. And at first I didn't like it. But now I've just gotten so used to it that I can hear things in my voice that I either like or don't like and things like that. But for the most part, um, it's kind of not, I wouldn't say I'm numb to it, but I'm just very comfortable with it now. And, and um, yeah, it, it's nothing, it's not it's weird. So, yeah. right. <laughs> Sometimes friends will like try to make it awkward and play song, play my song while we're all hanging out. I'm like, look, I've listened to this song 40,000 times when oh, we're editing. Man. You're not going to weird me out by this. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Anthony, it's been so nice to have you here today and thank you so much for sharing, you know, your story with us, your journey with us, your music, which really I think of at the end of the day is your heart and your spirit and your soul with us. Tell us a little bit about what's coming up next. What can people expect from you um in twenty nineteen? Yeah. I so I just um well first of all, thank you for letting me uh, be on here again and um I've enjoyed this a lot. Um, I, I have, um, I just recorded a live album. Um, I basically invited 50 people, um, to come to a studio in Ohio and sit in the room with me in the studio while I recorded 10 songs acoustically. Um, just one take, one pass, whatever happens, happens kind of thing. And so we're mixing that right now. Uh, we'll get it mastered. And so that should be out in December or I mean, I'm sorry, January, maybe February. Okay. Um, and then I'm also making plans as well to um, do uh, another single as well, um, hopefully in the first half of next year. And, and I'm hoping that this one has a music video with it, which I have not really done yet. So I'm hoping for that as well. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah so fun, fun stuff, stuff that I, it's always good to have stuff to look forward to. So um, yeah, yeah that's neat. super exciting. Yeah. So listen, folks, uh, follow Anthony, go and find him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, everywhere. You can find him everywhere, iTunes. Uh, You can email Anthony at anthonymossberg.music at gmail.com. I'll have that in the show notes, and you can also visit his website, anthonymossberg.com. Now, of course, you can find his music on um, YouTube, but please, once you've listened to a a song for free on YouTube and you're like, I love this song, this is great, go buy it. Please support Anthony as an artist. You know, I think you're so right that we have such a gift these days that music is so accessible on on platforms like, you know, Spotify and Pandora Mm -hmm. and all of these YouTube but at the end of the day, we've got to support our artists. And the right. only way they get that support is if we go and we click buy. Yep. Uh, so do that. iTunes or Amazon, anything you want else you want to say about how people can um, support you as an artist and find your music? Um, I don't think so. Just if, if you uh, enjoy it, which you don't have to. I know it's not for everybody, but if you do, um, tell somebody about it and uh, let them in on it as well. Okay. And now the other thing that I know that you do is actually this combination of music and speaking. So yeah. can you talk a little bit about that? So if anyone in our audience is, you know, does events or promotes events and right. um, and would like to have you there, um, what, what does that look like and how can they reach out to you about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of try to cater what I do to the event. Um, so if someone, I've done things for, uh, there's a song I wrote um, called You Don't Know Me Anything about my uh, grandmother passing away from Alzheimer's. So I, I've spoken things like that. Um, I've I have different songs that have different themes. I wrote one um, for human trafficking. Can anyone hear me now? And then, um, so I'll, I'll use those songs and then I'll speak about my experience with that issue, whether it's intense or just a brief um, interaction with it. But um, so, yeah, I just try to use my music to help the event or if it's a speaking thing, I'll, I'll share my story of what I've dealt with as well and kind of connect it, connect it to music. I, have to, I think it helps the song come to life more when you know, all the little details about what went behind it. Um, yeah, most definitely. So, yeah. Wow, beautiful. So, yeah, if you're listening and you have events or you know someone who's having an event and adding in um, some music along with, you know, some storytelling would be of a benefit to the, make that event come alive even more, yeah. uh, go to Anthony's website and yep. um, go to the bookings page and he can um, have a conversation with you and see what you all can create. Absolutely. Anthony, thanks once again for being my guest today. Anytime. Thanks for having me, and I hope to uh, talk to you again soon.
Oh, for sure, for sure. And for all of you listening, thanks so much for joining and tuning in today. And don't forget to visit rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and explore all the resources that are available on the site. Please be sure to support and subscribe to the podcast and uh, come back next time because we have so much more to share. Until then, you take good care of you. Bye now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.